Ever have a parenting question that feels so embarrassing you dare not speak it out loud? Well, that's where I come in. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and this is the Mom Force brought to you by Chatbooks. This is your safe space to get those pressing parenting questions answered by experts. And as a mother of seven, I have loads of opinions too. If you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a review because we love reading them. And subscribe and share with your friends. Welcome to the Mom Force. Father's Day is just around the corner, and for this special episode, we are putting a couple of dads in the hot seat. Now, I always say that there is no one right way to be a mom. Well, the same goes for dads. Today, I'm chatting with three fabulous fathers from across the country with very different fatherhood experiences. First, you'll hear from Aaron McGee, the father of one darling daughter who is on a mission to celebrate and encourage all men who have answered the call to fatherhood. He's the host of the Fatherhood is Dope podcast, and you are going to love him. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron McGee. Hello. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? I'm so good. Now, you're coming to us from Nashville. Is that right? That's right. Nashville, Tennessee. I love Nashville. I went last summer with my daughter and my husband, and I can't remember when I've eaten better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have some amazing food spots. I'm eager to ask you if you had any hot chicken while you were, while you were here. Is it at a trip to Nashville without hot chicken? <laughs> hot chicken <laughs> and a lot of donuts. Yes. So many donuts. Yes, yes. Oh, well, it's a super cool city. And you live there with your wife, Therese, and your daughter? Journey. Journey Ray McGee. Oh, how old is Journey? My sweet three-nager. <laughs> <laughs> three-nager. She's a three-nager. I love it. That, that is a special age. I get the I get the hunch that she's a bit of a daddy's girl. You know something? The answer to that is yes, but I really admire this about my daughter. She is like a 50-50 split. So she is a daddy's girl and mommy is her best friend at the same time. Like Aww. so I don't know how she has that capacity, but she's managing it well. She sounds amazing. All right. Well, Aaron, you have a podcast of your own, and I've listened to several of your episodes. And first of all, I love the name of it. Fatherhood is dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the story behind that name? You know, the quick version is my daughter really inspired this platform. It started off as a blog, and I literally thought about the name before the acronym of dope. So it was fatherhood is doing our part every day. And as I wrote it out, I said, that's dope. Fatherhood is dope. So it really just kind of distilled down to that. I was a little leery with going with fatherhood is dope because I wanted it to last a long time. And so I'm like, ah, this may not be cool in 2030. I am hopefully working to pivot to people just knowing it as fatherhood is doing our part every day. But right now, dope is still catchy and it's not jarring. And, and I still like it. So. No, I think it's timeless. It's clever. It's cool. Um, and one of the things Thank I've you. heard you say is that you want to make fatherhood cool again. Yeah. What do you mean by that? And how are you making it cool? Yeah. You know, I think prior to becoming a father, even prior to becoming married, I was I was a man living in my man bubble. And like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, certain like things like fatherhood was just not on my radar. But the reality was I was around so many men who were fathers, but they didn't wear that fatherhood badge of honor or the mantle of fatherhood in a visible way. I knew them as the corporate executive or the my supervisor or a partner here, a partner there. And so when I became a father, I could not fathom how I could continue to 
be me, which I think I'm kind of cool. My wife thinks I am nerdy, so <laughs> I like the air on my side of coolness. But I could not imagine still living the type of life that I wanted to live, which, which was primarily just an active life, without bringing my identity as a father into it. And so I'm like, I think I'm a cool cool guy. Now I'm a dad. I'm a father. So let's make fatherhood cool again. So so how do you do that? I know on your platform is about celebrating all fathers, yeah. but you have a special message for fathers of color, Yeah. right? What is that message? I think something that's really important, and I really struggle with this even when I started the platform, just in the context of how I live my life, the community that we live in is a really diverse community. My wife and I, we drove through here for an entire year before we decided to build our home here. And that was intentional because we wanted our daughter, our children to grow up in a collective, diverse environment. But when I started to do the platform in the context of a black male, I think like naturally men of color kind of gravitate to me, whether it's my my look, my identity, my persona, or even my Southern twain that I'm sure you caught on to right about now. You know, sometimes just to be honest, I think sometimes your audience really finds you. And I'm not, it's not that I'm working so hard to be for everyone else. I'm just working to really show up as myself. And so I think what is refreshing about it as uh, as a black male is that, you know, there's a lot of stigmas. Let me just say that, you know, but not to really get into those, but to the negative stigmas out there, I just hope by me putting not only my fatherhood on display, but by also talking to other dads of color that other people from other ethnic groups and communities can kind of get a glimpse into the life of a, a dad of color. And I think we all deserve to just kind of walk a mile in someone else's shoes, even if it's a 37 minute podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that because there are so many different facets to fatherhood. You can be an executive and you can be an incredible, active, deliberate father. So you're on a mission to encourage men to rise to the call yes. of fatherhood. Yes, I And do. I just love that. You know, we hear women talk all the time about the calling of motherhood, but not so often from men. I'm curious, how does your partner, Therese, support mm -hmm. you in your calling as a father? You know, it's so interesting because I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And honestly, before I was married, before I became a dad, I used to work at the YMCA and this woman who was uh, a mother of two students that, that were in my program, she walked out of my office after a long conversation and she turned around and she said, Aaron, my kids are going to make it because I was called to motherhood. And I was literally floored. I had never heard that term before. And it resonated with me. She was called to motherhood. And it just, it stuck with me. And four or five years later, I got married. I had a daughter. And I said, you know something? Uh, just based on my faith, my belief, I said, I'm going to pray about this. And I'm going to accept the call to fatherhood because it is an honor. And I don't hear many men talk about it like that. And so Therese, my wife, is really supportive of me and my role. I mean, quite honestly, she's the daddy's girl <laughs> and she understands the significance of not just your children, but especially your daughter having a healthy, positive relationship with her dad. And so she's in full, complete and supportive, so much so that they even left the house so that it can be quiet while we did this podcast. So, so she fully endorses everything I, I, I do. And even when we're tired, she loves to just sit back and watch Journey and I, whether it's 
her drinking some of my juice or making silly faces or story times at night. Well, I'm sure she's grateful for your commitment to being an engaged father like you are. I'm curious, what has been the biggest surprise in your fatherhood so far? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, my greatest surprise, I think, honestly, was dealing with doctor visits. There are so many nuances to parenting beyond, you know, things that happen inside of the home. And so just the the type of decisions that I had to make around how I had to show up and support uh, my daughter when she was like getting her shots or another really big one was my wife and I. I mean, we kind of bumped heads when my wife wanted to get my daughter's ears pierced at like nine Ooh, months. Yep. And just as mm-hmm. a dad, it didn't resonate. I don't understand it. Why put the baby through that pain for nothing? And because it's cute. Right. And I'm like, she doesn't know. She doesn't care. But we were able to work that out. And I actually um, listened to another dad who does a, a blog on YouTube. And I got some advice from the fatherhood community online. But the, the to answer your question, I think the biggest surprises have been just navigating small things that no one really talks about or yeah. no one really tips you off about. Yeah. What value do you most want to instill in your daughter? Two things I always tell her, your journey, Ray McGee, and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And then I always remind her that you are kind, you love people, you make friends easily, you smile, you help people. And it's so cheesy. It's so simple. It's not even deep. But, you know, now she she knows and she'll repeat it back to me. I'm Journey Ray McGee. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And then she'll Aww. go and just say, I love people. I make friends easy. I'm kind. And she repeats those things back to me because I'm not like trying to brainwash her to be this way. I'm just, no, it's okay if you if you are. I think <laughs> like, that's a good way to I do should, it. Really <laughs> but more importantly, honestly, I'm just calling out the things that I see in her. And I know that children, we all can change, but I want her to know that even at this age, you are kind. She does not know a stranger. She makes friends easily. She loves people. She is such an amazing helper. I love that. You're using the power of positive affirmations to shape this character of this wonderful little girl. Absolutely. So good. Okay, Aaron, will you indulge me in a few rapid fire questions? All right, you're in the hot seat. We're going to grill you here. What is your favorite dad joke? Ooh, I suck at jokes. You know, I'm going to plead <laughs> the fifth. I'm too young for dad jokes. It's okay. Call pass. What is a nickname that Journey has for you? For some reason, she started calling me, and she says it this way all the time, my dad dad. And it's like this reversal. Like, she calls me daddy, but now she's starting to call me my dad dad. And I don't know if she saw that on one of her kid videos, but it's my dad, dad. It's random. Dad, dad. It's like double dad. Okay. What about your favorite chore to do around the house? My favorite chore would be to wipe everything down. My parents trained me well in wiping countertops and tables. So I love wiping things down. It's an easy out. That's my husband's specialty too. (laughs) It must be a dad thing. What about your favorite midnight snack? My favorite midnight snack is a handful of whatever fruit we have. Grapes, strawberries, bananas, oranges, cuties, you name it. If it's a fruit, it's bound to not make it to morning. Good, healthy choice. What about your favorite guilty pleasure? I hate to admit this. I have two. Grandma cookies and Mike and Nights. And I've been trying to kick this since I was 17. 
If you're only eating fruit at midnight, I think you can have some cookies and candy. I think you're good. <laughs> You've got one day alone with Journey. Yeah. Where do you go and what do you do with her? One day alone with Journey, I will want to do two things. First, I will want to go to like an interactive museum. And then the second part, I would go to a park, Centennial Park to be specific, because it's a huge feel and she can do a lot of running around and that would prepare her for a successful two hour nap. Oh, yes. I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Aaron, last question. What do you want most for Father's Day? You know something? It's so I'm, I'm so simple. I hope my wife watches this. Just give me a good Amazon gift card. That way I can buy all the things that I want that's in my cart. I keep a lot of things in my online wish list. So honestly, I would be really satisfied if I can order like a new light kit or something. Anything that would help you to continue producing the amazing content that you're putting out there in the world. There's just not enough out there for dads. So thank you for being a voice for all the dope dads out there. Yeah. Oh, it's sweet. This has been fun, Vanessa. I got stumped on that dad joke. I got to think about it. <laughs> you got to work on that. Journey deserves some dad jokes. She does. I'll work on it. I'll do this. Dad jokes from her dad, dad. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Awesome. Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. Next, we'll hear from Scout Masterson, a PR agent and casting director in Hollywood, who, despite all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown, would just rather be home with his husband, Bill, and their two adopted children. Hey, and you may even recognize him as one of the gunkles from reality TV. Hello, Scout. Long time no see. Hello. So good to see you. It's been about five years since I saw you last. You and your husband, Bill, put on the Secret Santa workshop that Chapix got to sponsor. That was such a fun event and for a good cause. It was so much fun. Well, we really enjoyed getting to know you guys and your little family. It is so clear to me that family is super important to you. And I know you're really close to your mom, who's also the Nana to your kids, right? Yes, my mom actually lives with us. So lucky. Yes. And now tell us about the kids. So we have Simone, who's going to be 10 on June 7th. What? And um, Bosley, who's five and turning six at the end of August. I know both kids were adopted, right? And Simone's adoption was all documented on a reality TV show with your friend Tori Spelling. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that like, documenting such a personal, important part of your family on TV? For Bill and I, it was the choice to put it out there because we felt like it was something that was missing. We personally grew up not seeing families like ours. So for us, it was really important to put the story and share the story so everyone else could see it. And hopefully if we just reached one one other person who had helped, then we felt like it was all worth it. So I have two adopted brothers, and I know that adoption can be a beautiful way to grow your family, but going through the adoption process isn't always easy. What made you and Bill initially decide that you wanted to adopt? What made Bill and I decide that we wanted to adopt, first of all, we both knew that it was time that we wanted to start a family. And for us, looking at 
adoption versus surrogacy. It wasn't a hard choice. We we just didn't feel like a surrogacy path was right for us. So when we chose adoption, we wanted it to be open adoption because we like that sense of family and we feel like there's things that you need in in life. You know, when you're adopting and, and growing your family, medical history, that connection of just saying hi or whatever the relationship is. We had no expectations. All we knew was that open adoption felt right to us and that we really liked what it stood for. So now that you are fathers and you have a 10-year-old, I mean, you've been at yeah. this for a while. Have you learned anything Scary. surprising about yourself as a now seasoned father? Uh, the surprising thing is, is that she's turning 10. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really frightening to me. And when I think, because I think of myself still being in my late 20s, so I'm thinking, hmm, how could that be? How could I have a 10-year-old? Like, just sort of figuring the math as she gets older and I'm getting younger, how that will work out. Uh -huh. But she very much so is blossoming into a beautiful young woman, and that's been a lot to discover and so as a dad, I feel like every day is a new adventure, and I enjoy that. We we love being parents. Yeah, We would rather go on a play date than a night out on this town. And you know, that's really evident as I followed you on social media all these years, that family comes first. And in many ways, your family is just like mine. But there are some things that might be unique to having a family with two dads. Yeah, well, you know... I mean, look, th this is our life and living in Los Angeles, it doesn't seem like anything unique. Um, we just feel like everybody else next door. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, if it, when traveling, you realize that our life is maybe a little bit different than, than some folks, you know, like if we would go back to Pennsylvania or somewhere where I grew up, which is a very small town. But to be honest, we just go about our day. Yeah. We feel like this, you know, this is just our life and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's nonstop like you. We have no um, set duties of anything, you know, sure there's things that Bill does and things that I do, but we all come together as a team and make it work. Scout, what nugget of parenting advice do you have for all of our listeners? Let your kids sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure that they're well rested and have that structure. Because we have friends who, especially now in quarantine, have been letting their kids just be whatever. And we've seen some monster behavior going on. Yeah. Kids turn feral if they don't get enough sleep. Yeah. <laughs> enough sleep can solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Let them sleep. Such great advice. There you go. From a seasoned <laughs> father. Okay, Scout, I have a few rapid fire questions. I want to put yes. you in the hot seat and get your take on these. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite dad joke? Oh, uh, I don't do jokes. Is that terrible? Is that, does Bill have a d dad joke? Bill, Bill's more of a, a joke. <laughs> I'm terrible at jokes. Awful. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I forgive Sorry. you. What is a nickname that your kids have for you? 
Well, now our son is calling me Daddy Daddy. I don't know Aww. why. Bill has always been Daddy Bull to them. Like, I don't think it's like Raging Bull, and I don't <laughs> think it's like Bull you eat out of. I think it's just Bull because um, our daughter couldn't say Bill. Okay. So it's Bull. Daddy Bull. Okay, what is your favorite chore to do around the house? I watch TV. Oh, <laughs> I guess if you're a casting agent and living in Hollywood, that's your job. You got to watch TV. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what my favorite job is, is I like to actually cook. Oh, yes. I like to do that. And I like to like order the groceries and stuff on, you know, online that we need for the house. I like that stuff. What is your favorite midnight snack? Slices of cheddar cheese. Yum. Sharp or mild? Mild. What about your favorite guilty pleasure? My favorite guilty pleasure. I mean, I'm kind of, sound kind of boring, but Hallmark movies. I'm addicted to them. <laughs> Nana and I watch okay, those that... all, all weekend long. Oh, I love it. What about say you find that you get a day alone with your kids? Where do you go and what do you do? A fun day for me would be swimming, barbecue, our pool version of cornhole. And just swimming with the kids and having fun. You're a bit of a homebody. I get it. Yeah, the quarantine life is for me. <laughs> Love it. All right, Scout. Well, what do you want most for Father's Day? What I want most for Father's Day is just a hug from my kids. I have no material wants. I do love when they make a little craft that I could put on my desk, but just a hug. Well, I predict hugs in your future. You're awesome, Scout. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing a little bit of your family with us. Say hi to Bill for me and have a happy I will. Father's Day. Daddy, Daddy Day. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Now, last but not least, we have my friend and the sponsor of our Chatbooks Father's Day Traeger Grill giveaway, Jeremy Andrus. Jeremy may be a successful entrepreneur, now CEO of Traeger Grills, but I've known Jeremy since our young college days, and nothing makes me happier than seeing him in the throes of fatherhood with his very big, very young, and very active family. They had six kids in eight years, folks. Well, enjoy as I grill him about what it's like and how his wife, Kristen, helps him keep his priorities straight. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here, for being willing to get in the hot seat for this special Father's Day episode of the Mom Force Podcast. Jeremy, we've known each other for a very long time, pre-marriage, pre-children. I honestly cannot believe you have six kids now under the age of 12. Is your oldest 12? That is correct. Uh, I can't believe it either. Uh, but yes, uh, a, a lot has changed since I met you the first time. Well, I saw you had a girl, a girl, a girl, a girl, and I wondered, is Jeremy ever going to get his boy? And then the grand announcement, identical twin boys. You know what? It, it's, it, it was like a dream come true. We could not have scripted it better. And uh, I remember the moment we found out they were boys. It was like, it, and it, like, it was a very surreal I couldn't even figure out what was going on. I, I, I was sitting in the basement of uh, a house in Park City with my executive team doing a leadership offsite. And my wife walks in in the middle of this offsite with blue balloons, some baby outfits that were blue, and balling. 
And I looked at her and, and my wife is standing there crying with balloons. And it took me about 10 seconds to figure out, <laughs> they're boys. Uh, but it felt like minutes. Everyone's looking at me like, are you going to figure this out? Because we figured this out. We've already caught on. Well, I remember when she posted about it on her Instagram. I bawled. Oh. I was so happy for you guys. Seriously. So did you always want that big of a family? You said, you, you know, no one sets a goal to have six kids, right? But did you imagine a big young family? So the answer is, I wanted six kids. Okay. And I, and I once told Kristen that I thought it'd be great if we had six kids. And she said, first of all, we'll take it one at a time. And second of all, no to six. No. <laughs> I was the one that wanted six. And she yeah. went, you know what? It's, I got to tell you, it, it totally changed. Of course, every, anytime you have a kid, it, it, it changes the, the dynamic of your family. But four girls and then two boys, identical twins, they're wild animals. They've turned our lives upside down. <laughs> and it's just like, our house is so chaotic. And like for two type A personality people, we, we used to like to keep it organized and stuff. But now it's, it's just total insanity. And we love it. It's so fun. You talk about being a type A personality. And that's partly why you are so successful, Jeremy, as a entrepreneur, as a community leader, as a CEO. So with all of those responsibilities and your six kids and your two wild maniacs there at the end, how do you make fatherhood a priority with all of those other things on your plate? You know what? So fortunately, it's so fun. And I gotta tell you, I just genuinely love it. I really, really do love it. And there are moments where the path of least resistance for me is to work because I really love what I do. And there are definitely times where, you know, Kristen reminds me, hey, do you want to take the boys out for a bike ride as I am buried in something? And part of it is just, I, I think, figuring out how do I put it down a little bit? And sometimes I think about, there was a moment actually that, that had a lot of profound impact on me three years ago. Our six-year-old, uh, then three, uh, Gwyneth, I'm doing the dishes. Gwyneth is talking to me and I'm doing texts. And uh, texting while dishwashing. Texting while dishwashing. That's impressive. <laughs> you, you know, it's like a text comes in suddenly, like your mind goes somewhere. Yeah. And Gwyneth says, out of the middle, of, just out of the blue, three years old, hey, Dad, will you look at me when I'm talking to you? Oh. And like dagger to my heart. And this is a very tactical thing, but I, I think it represents a broader sentiment, which is when I, when I come home, I put my device in a cupboard uh, at 6.30 at night, and it stays there till 9.30. And nice. it's only like when I think about how do I prioritize uh, what I do as a father, one is like unlike my early years of marriage and, 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 and being a father, I came home when the work was done. Now it's 6.30, like it just doesn't matter. It's 6.30, the laptop shuts. And the second piece of that is I gotta put the device away because I love so much what I do. It can, it can sort of take, take my imagination. So yeah. yeah, sometimes it's hard, but it's, it, fortunately it's a, it's, it's a ton of fun and it's so much more satisfying. So you mentioned that Kristen sometimes you know, reminds you that maybe the boys would wanna go on a bike ride. What what other ways does your partner, your wife, Kristen, help you try to find that balance? One of the things that's worked out really nicely with Traeger that, that's different than other things that I've done 
is that we've really found this shared love for it. Kristen loves, she's she's always loved to cook. She's always been a great cook and she loves to cook on a tray. And so she's very involved at Traeger. We do a lot at home together and so it makes it fun, but it's also, it's kind of a family thing for us as well. Yeah. But I would say otherwise, one of the things that Kristen is really, really good at is rallying the troops, planning stuff, and just getting moving, just getting out of the house. And part of that's because Kristen just has an abundance of energy. You, you know, it's a really nice balance of, if it's not Traeger with the family, Kristen's really good at just finding things that we can rally around as a family. You know, there are many moments I say, oh, I don't know if I have time for this right now. And of course, I always go, and I always turn to Kristen and say, thank you for doing that. How could I not have had time for that? But it, but it definitely requires uh, getting out of the house and out of the comfort zone a little bit. So for our listeners who might not have listened to the episode that Jeremy's wife was on, Kristen Andrus, she talks about how she is the chief culture officer of the family. And in that episode, she talks about how this culture of service is like really important in the fabric of the Andrus family. But Jeremy, you are famous, let's just say it, famous for building amazing brands. Skull Candy was one of them that I'm sure everyone's heard of. And right now, Traeger, the most amazing grill on the planet. As you are raising your family, are you thinking about building a brand for your family? And if so, what does that look like? There are a lot of things that I wish we did better as a family. Uh, we, We spent two hours on Sunday talking about how do you do a job well? And I would say, this is an area of upside. Like our, our family brand is not, Andrus is just getting done. They work so we're trying to teach that. But uh, I would say that there are a couple of things that we talk a lot about that we really value. One of them, again, it's like Kristen drives is uh, service. There, there is never a week that goes by and often multiple days in a week where Kristen's organized something that either all of us or some of us participate in. And I would say, you know, I, I would love for service and, and, and just generally kindness to be something that, that comes to mind when they think of our family and our children, especially. The, the other, I think, is just perspective on, like, real perspective on the world. We want our children to have not only a real appreciation for what they live in, but a greater appreciation for how the rest of the world lives. And, and so... You know, one, one of the ways we do that, we've, we've got, we have a Sunday activity. It's, it's an evening activity. It's 8 o'clock. It's on our bed. We turn on YouTube and we look at cultures around the world. And then we sort of get to the end of the year and we say, okay, where are we going? And, 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 then, we, and then we take them there. And so I probably say that, like, amongst other things, that the intersection of those two things it have just been, like, really important cultural attributes that we hope to like we're far from there, but that we, we hope to develop. As a mother of seven kids, my youngest is the age of your oldest. Let me just speak from a place of experience. Please impart wisdom. Communication, repetition is key, no matter if you're teaching them how to clean a toilet, how to make their bed, or how to have that outward facing view of the world and compassion for others around them. You just have to do it over and over and over again. You feel like a broken record, but you don't give up. And I know you're not a quitter, Jeremy. It sounds like a good marketing plan, right? <laughs> you got to say more than once. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. Thank you for sharing those things with us. And um, you mentioned that 
you wish that you had done some things maybe differently or better. I mean, that's the game with parenting. And guess what? You're never done. For some reason, I thought when my kids graduated from high school and moved on to college, that would be like, check. Um, wrong. <laughs> I feel like this parenting game right gets now. harder and harder. So just a little preview, something to look forward to. Well, Jeremy, while we got in the hot seat, we want to grill you with a few rapid fire questions. Excuse the pun. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I am. Okay, Jeremy, favorite dad joke. You know, I don't tell dad, dad jokes, but I but we are doing something uh, for, for Father's Day that's kind of clever around dad jokes with, uh, let's say, bad jokes and good food. Okay. All right. So good food makes up for the bad joke. That wasn't exactly the positioning, but but yes, for, for all the dads <laughs> out there, cook a great meal and you will be quickly forgiven of your bad sense of humor. Awesome. Okay. What is a nickname that your kids have for you? My kids call me, ooh, do I acknowledge this publicly? Uh, yes. They call me Jay Smooth. Ooh. <laughs> Did they make that up? No. Who it, came it, up with that? It came from a friend of the family, and they heard it, and they loved it. Uh, and they I love it. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. I'm going to tell Nate, too. <laughs> Jay Smooth. Changing your contact in my phone. Oh, no. Jeremy, what is your favorite chore to do around the house? That would be a tie between cutting the lawn and pressure spraying. Nice. I, I love them both. I do so much non-physical labor that when I get a chance to zigzag up and down and zone out, it's therapeutic for me. What is your favorite midnight snack? Either Lucky Charms or Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. And I could always justify the first bowl, but unfortunately, it never stopped there. I know. Those are solid choices. What about your guilty pleasure? Do you have one? You know, I would say the, the one thing that rips me out of bed in the morning, and it's my favorite thing in the world to do here in Utah, and I do it rain or shine, winter, summer, is uh, hike up mountains. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's not that guilty, though. I think the Lucky Charms are a guiltier pleasure. But... That is a guilty pleasure, <laughs> yeah. Let's say you've got one day alone with the kids. Where do you go and what do you do? Well, boy, uh, Kristen gives me many of those opportunities. If she, does, if she does weekend trips from time to time. Number one, every meal gets eaten out of the home. Nice. With Kristen gone, we're eating out. It starts with a donut run. And uh, then it has things like movies and trampoline parts. And uh, just super active. I mean, like our Saturdays when Kristen is gone, they start early and they end with me carrying children to their beds. Aww, that sounds perfect. Lucky, lucky kids. All right, Jeremy, last question. What do you want most for Father's Day? I want a legitimate foot massage and a foot rub and a scalp massage. Given by a child or a professional? <laughs> you know, my children. Definitely my children. Okay. Uh, they, I don't get it very often, but when I do, it is, uh, it, it's gold. All right. I might drop a little hint to make sure you get your wish come true. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. How can our listeners find out more about you and your amazing family and Traeger? You know what? Uh, we are such a social media family and brand. We are alive and well. Uh, go to Traeger Grills. Uh, it's like some great lifestyle content, video stuff, and we just think it's a ton of fun. All right. And Jeremy is also very generous. Traeger is giving away an Ironwood Grill for this Father's Day. And so if you want to enter to win, go to our Chatbooks Instagram and find the post and 
You're not going to want to miss out on this. Thank you, Jeremy, for your generosity and for sharing so much about your fatherhood. It's my pleasure. Nice to catch up, Vanessa. Thank you for joining the Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And look in the show notes for a special Chatbooks discount code. See you next week.